Welcome to our podcast here at Encounter Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We pray that as you listen to this message, you will not only be challenged, but changed. Our desire is to be a place where life starts, love happens, and purpose is revealed. If you're in our area, join us on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. and every first Wednesday at 6.45 p.m. For more information about our church, you can visit us at EncounterChurch.today or follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Periscope. Just search eChurchBR. We invite you now to open your hearts to receive what God has for you. Here's today's message. God, we just thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, God. I just love the words of that song, Jesus, that you come and you just take over my reckless ways, Jesus, that you submerge me, God, in who you are and what it means to be a daughter and a son of you, Father. And we just thank you for that, God. We're excited to be here together, God, mostly just to bring back glory to you and to be in fellowship together, God, as one big family saying, God, we are here to serve you, God. And we love you and we thank you. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Guys, go ahead and have a seat. Come on, let's give him a hand clap. Man, God is good, huh? Well, hey, guys. Welcome to Team Night. We're so excited to have each and every one of you. We cannot tell you well enough how much we thank you for giving up your time this evening. We know that there are lots of things that you can be doing on a Tuesday night, and you chose to make a sacrifice and be here. And my prayer for you is that as you've come in tired, maybe you've come in a little bit weary, that God refreshes you tonight. Amen. Amen. I just want to share a quick scripture with you. It comes from 1 Samuel 12 and 24, and it says, But be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully, with all your heart. Say all your heart. With all your heart, consider what great things he has done for you. The thing we have in common tonight that we're all coming here together for is that we serve the Lord. Amen. And that it is a priority in our life. And what does that say? It doesn't just say to serve him. It says to serve him with all of your heart. And don't just do that, but consider the great works that he's done in your life. And sometimes it's not very easy to feel like God's doing great works in your life. Sometimes it can feel just the opposite. But I really want to encourage you guys that even in those moments, just take a minute and really allow yourself to dig deep and to pull out of your emotions and consider the great things that God is doing in your life and the things that he has done for you. Because sometimes in those moments, guys, you have to hold on to the things that you know he's done in the past when you don't feel like he's doing something in the present and you hold on to that until you get to your next stop. So I just want to encourage those who may need that. And that second part, if all of your heart I just want to just really encourage you guys in that part of serving with all of your heart. Of course, what is the purpose? 
It's a lot easier to serve with all of our heart when we know the purpose of what we're serving. And we know that as awesome of pastors that we have, and as awesome of a building this is, and as awesome of a community and of people that we have here serving, the purpose that we're actually serving is the Lord. And when we can keep our perspective on that, guys, we can serve with all of our heart. Otherwise, you're going to get burned out. And come next team night, you're gonna have, it's going to be time for you to come, and you're going to come, and you're going to have a bad attitude, and you're going to want to give up, and you're going to want to quit, and you're going to be mad when somebody asks you to get on the door last minute. That's what's going to happen if you don't keep your perspective on who you're serving with all of your heart. Amen? Amen. Because, look, burnout's a real thing. I don't, the Lord really has dropped in my spirit just to share this with you guys tonight. Can I tell you something that I need from you guys? I need each of you to feed yourself at home. Feed yourself at home because, look, we can be real with each other here because we're all serving. If we're not feeding ourselves at home, when it comes time to serve God with all of our heart, you don't have anything left to serve and you want to give up. You want to quit. You want to tell pastor, you're putting too much on me or your leader, you're putting too much on me. It is too hard to serve these chips. Like, I can't serve these chips. This is too much, right? Or whatever thing is being asked of you, put it in perspective, feed yourself at home, and know that as great as this is, we are all together serving the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we just want to welcome you again to team night. What a great night just to be all together. We're so excited about that. And we just want to, I'm going to give you guys a quick little um, activity to do. I want you to all get up and I want you to go find somebody that you don't typically talk to. And I want you to find out what dream team they're on. If they are not on a dream team, I want you to find out what dream team they are are interested in. So I'm going to give you guys one minute. Come on, let's do a little dream team mingle and go. One minute, guys. All right, guys, there's still 20 seconds on the clock. There's more people that you can meet, more people you can meet. See how many people you met with new dream team. Three, two, one. All right, guys, find your seats. Give Jesus a hand clap because we'll keep giving him a hand clap because he's so good. All right, while y'all are taking your seats, wave at me one more time if it's your first time here at Teen Night. Awesome. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. I pray that you are blessed and refreshed, that you get on a dream team, that maybe you want to serve in kids, 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 nursery. No, just kidding. We need you guys. We love you guys. But hey, why don't we go ahead and welcome our pastor, Pastor Philip Pimlock, back up. Wow, wow. Christy does a fantastic job. We've got so many on our team that does a fantastic job in our church, and we're so proud of them. What I want to do is a lot of you here, we realize, don't know all of our team. And we want to introduce our team because I think I have the best team, really do. I'm so proud of all of our team. So I'm going to go down the list. There is no particular order in this. This is just how they came um, for the list. So we're going to begin with our pastors. The first on the list, my dad had to just step out. Did my dad just step out? My dad, Alan, we'll come back to them in a minute. And Pete, they both stepped out. Here he is, Pete Moore. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. 
And um, so thankful for Pete. Pete is also the CFO at our church. He handles all the finance and and he makes sure that when I stand up, I'm telling the truth on everything that I say to you financially. And he helps me with that. I appreciate that. My administrative assistant, my left hand, I mean, this lady's incredible because I'm left-handed. So I've got to have her on that side, is Miss Nancy. Where's Miss Nancy? Come on, stand up. Stand up in the house. She's outside. She's, she's doing, she's typing. She's, I'm a bad boss. She's still working is what the problem is. Then let's introduce the student life, um, leading our student life here, um, and that is from zero to first year of um, college, freshman college, is Bob and Christy. Stand up, Christy, right there. Bob is with Bob is with kids right now um, at a orientation, and then also with our e kids that comes under our student life from zero to pre K is my beautiful wife Kelly. Stand up, there she is, right there. And then still in the er at the e kids family from kindergarten to fifth grade, we've got Rich. So come on, stand up, there he is, right there, fantastic. We also have on our worship team, we have Sarah, who leads worship most of the time, and Michael. Did Michael make it here? Is he here? No, that's a different Michael, different Michael. Different Michael, that's not the Michael. And um, so um, Sarah actually had to go to the ER with her son. He had broken his leg last week, and he was fevered and having some um, problems tonight, so she had to take him there. So that's the reason why she's not here. But Sarah and Michael, Michael stands at the back. He's the one that during the worship, you think he's talking to someone all the time in this microphone. And um, the reason he does that, if you don't know, is our band had inner ear systems. It blew last week, but it will be back in. And all of our band and singers have um, inner ear monitors. And so what happens is during the worship, if they're changing songs or something, these Michael talks in what's called a dead mic, and we don't hear it out here, but all the singers, the musicians, hear him speak to them in their ears. So that's pretty cool, huh? So he's probably telling them jokes, you're in church, and telling them your mama's dresses, you're funny, and crazy stuff. So if you see him start laughing, it's probably Michael cracking a joke on the dead mic right there. But they do a great job. And And then we do have Michael in creative. There he is in the back under the booth right there. Just appreciate that. Wow, I don't know what to call Miss D. Miss D is the jack of all trades. But what she does, come on, stand up, Miss D, so we can see you right there. That's D for you. D is what we would say in charge of a simulation. She is the one that anyone who comes to the church, she makes sure they get connected, involved. She contacts, she helps, she does all. That's just one of the things that she does, one of the many things that she does. And we thank God for that. Jim couldn't make it tonight, but Growth Track Jim is in the house. If you've been through Growth Track, we thank God for Jim. Where is Sherry? Where's Sherry, Hell? Come on, Sherry. There she is. Sherry's in charge of our welcome team, and we're so thankful for that. Then Renee, come on, stand up, Renee. He's in the house. Renee is over our outreach here. And then Laura is over the ER. Stand up, Laura. Give us a wave. Fantastic. Where's Kathy? Kathy's in the house somewhere. Kathy, Kathy. Stand up, Kathy. Come on, Kathy is over all of our small groups here at this church. And she is the latest addition to our lead team, and we're excited about that. Also, Justin. Where is Justin? Justin in the house over our venue. And um, 
We're excited. That's kicking off September the 1st. We're having a new security team at the church called Venue that's going to be in the parking lots. It's going to be here serving us each and every day, keeping our families safe. And we're so excited about that. A new team and a new ministry. Then we have Arnold Howard. Where is he? A.K.A. Biff. Stand up, Mr. Arnold. There he is. Mr. Arnold is in charge of our ushers here at the church. Now, that's our lead team. We have a great lead team. We have 20 of us on our lead team, and they help Kelly and I just lead the church and, and, and move the church forward. But then we have other ministries here that we're so proud of and people who are involved. I don't think Rick could make it tonight because he had an open house, but Rick heads up our limo team and our bus ministry. Come on, let's give it up for Rick in the house. Miss Connie, Miss Connie is here. I saw Miss Connie. Did I see Miss Connie? Stand up, Miss Connie. She heads up our temple keepers. And um, if you are interested in helping clean the church and just make sure everything looks beautiful, and it always does. They do such a fantastic job. She has a package for you that she would love to get to you, so make sure and see Miss Connie. If you don't know who she is, she's in the checkered shirt, and you can see her right there, and um, so we're just excited. They do a wonderful job. We also have Miss Cindy. She couldn't make it tonight, but she's in charge of our cafe, so there you go, and we thank God for that. Also, special events. Where's Tara? Stand up, Tara. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. Tara is over all the special events, and so she'll be hunting you down, and you need to get signed up for that. And then also, Katrina couldn't make it tonight because of Open House 2, but Katrina is in charge of all our hospitality, so let's just give it up for her. She's the one that bought the food for tonight and took care of us. Is that cool? So we've just got a great team of people that we just want you to come alongside. And we've got other ministries. But just every one of those people who stood up tonight really run a dream team at the church. And that's something that you can be involved in. If you go through Growth Track, you've got the opportunity to be able to do that. So we're just so excited. I, I love the fact to think that we've got so many ministries at our church. I believe the last count, Miss D, am I wrong? Is it 22 ministries we have? I think it's 22 different ministries, teams, dream teams that you can be a part of. So if you can't find your dream in 22, then you need to start dreaming or something. Eat some cheese or do something, you know, just do whatever. All right, who's got the version? Who uses the version app? If you don't use the version app, it's very simple. It's a free app on your phone. And if you want to get out the phone, probably someone around you's got it. It's the little brown Bible. I know you're probably not going to be able to see it. It's a free app that you can get on your Bible um, phone. If you open it up, it's going to come probably to like a main screen on the bottom right, it's going to have three lines. If you've got a real phone, an iPhone, this is how it works. If you've got a dumb phone, someone's going to have to help you with that. Um, but no, I think it's still on the bottom right you can press. If you press the bottom right, it will bring you to another screen. When it brings you to the other screen, you find on that list the word events, events. And when you select the word events right there, Encounter Church comes up. If you click it, that is all the message notes for tonight. And so what you need to do is save it, and you can also go on there and put your own notes and add your own notes in. And if you add your own notes, it automatically saves it. And don't think you can come back to it because it pulls it up by location, so you'll lose it if you go. And so save all your message notes, and then at any time you can go, and you can always email them to yourself, text them to yourself, or send them to your friends. Is that cool? So that's your class. Put your hand on your heart. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, bless us tonight. Speak to our lives. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to talk tonight about being the culture. 
being the culture. And we're so glad that you're here to help us. But here's what I'm excited about. I'm excited not about you being here, but what we're going to do together. And what we're going to do together is we're going to build a healthy church. There's lots of unhealthy out there. And please, you know my heart. I don't like speaking bad of churches because I love God's church. I love church. But that's a fact. There are unhealthy churches. There are unhealthy procedures and things out there. And we just want to make sure that we're creating a healthy environment for people to come in. Because to build anything healthy, we need people to be unified and working together. That's why we call it vision. Vision, vision. We've got to know what we are, who we are, and why we do what we do. And, and we've got to know what our win is. How many would say you know what our win is? What do you think our win is every Sunday? Anyone got what you think our win is every Sunday? Someone know God. That's our win on a Sunday. Okay? Our win also on a Sunday is people are in growth track and they're, and they're coming through. These are things that we measure. These are wins. New people coming to the church, they're wins. But it's important for us, if we're on the team together, we've got to know what the touchdown line is. We've got to know the play, because if not, if we come in the huddle and five different plays are called, guess what? Everyone's running every direction. So we've got to make sure that we know the play so we can know where our touchline is and what we're doing. And that's why on Sunday, I'm going to really be talking for the next two weeks on vision. Please make a commitment to be here, because this is your church. You need to know what we are and what we're going to do for that. But I want to break down our vision just really quickly tonight, go into more depth on Sunday. Here's our vision. You ready? Know God. Come on, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. That's our vision right there. That's the four things that we're going to do in this church. We made a decision a few years ago that we're going to be a Ruth Chris church instead of a Golden Corral. What's a Golden Corral church? A Golden Corral is you go down the line and there's everything you can imagine. But when you go to Ruth Chris, there's maybe three or four things on the menu. And we just made a decision, not meaning that we're better than others. That's not what we're talking about. But we're going to do fewer things really well. And so that's our vision. So our vision is for people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And here's how we say it here. Life, love, purpose. Have you heard that? So here's how it looks. Look, life starts through knowing God. That's our thought. That no one knows life until they know God. How do we do that? Sunday experiences. That's where we get people to know God on a Sunday, first Wednesday, for people to be here in one of our experiences. The next thing, love happens. Look around you. Because what happens, people find community, and in community we find freedom. James 5.16 talks about that we come to each other, confess our faults to one another. We pray for each other so healing will come. Healing comes when we are together and around each other in community. So how do we do that? Small groups. That's us thing. We want Sunday services and people in small groups. Then purpose is revealed. And that's twofold because the first part of purpose is this, that you've got to discover your purpose. And how do we do that? Through growth track. We want to help you four weeks. Help you to discover the purpose because the two greatest days in someone's life is the day they were born and the day they discover why. And we want to help you to find that purpose. Give us that time. And then the second part of purpose is this. We then want you to use their purpose to serve and make a difference. Dream team. So think about our vision as this. Sunday services, small groups, growth track, dream teams. Because that's where people are going to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. 
And I want you to know that. And you're going to hear so much more of that lately in the future in our church because we want to drill it into you. We may even put that on T-shirts so if you don't know what it is, okay? But look at this. A healthy organization needs competence. Competence is what? Knowing what to do, how to do it. But we want to go one step further, how to do it well. We don't want to just do it. We want to do it well, okay? So we want to build healthy values, culture, and a well-being and make sure that we've got well-being of a team. In other words, building an environment that people don't want to leave from. We're trying to build a culture here that people don't want to leave, that they want to stay, that we want longevity in our lead team, and we want longevity in those serving. We want people, though, to not want to leave on a Sunday, just want to linger and hang out. And when we get the front area open, we're so excited. There'll be hangout areas and couches where people can just hang out. And, and while the second service is going, you can be drinking coffees and hanging out with other people. And, you know, that doesn't just happen from the pulpit. Culture is created from each and every one of us. Look at this scripture from Mark 4, 26, 27. And he also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. What does he do? He scatters the seed, but what happens? He doesn't know how it grows. But night and day, it's growing. All by itself, the what? The soil produces grain from the stalk, then to the head, then to the full kernel in the head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts a sickle to it because the harvest has come. Notice what produces the harvest. It's not the seed, it's the soil. Come on, the soil is our culture. The soil is how we do things. So we break it down like this. Vision is where we're going, but culture is how we arrive. Okay, so we talk about vision. This is where we're going. But culture is the vehicle that's going to take us there. The way we talk to people at the doors, the way we address people. When you come in this church, you're greeted with welcome home. That's strategic. We've planned that. The culture of our church, like Christy talked about, is, hey, you've got to feed yourself too. We're teaching culture to be healthy. Why is that? Because for a long time, we focus so much on the grain, on the seed. Let's get the seed out. Let's get the seed out instead of the soil it's grown in. And so we've got to have the right soil and the right culture in order for you to thrive. Come on, think about this. Some of you went to another church. And you heard the word and the preacher was great, but you never really grew. Because the soil and the culture didn't fit you. It didn't fit your kids. It didn't fit what you felt was relevant for today. But you've stepped into an environment here where life, love, and purpose happens. And it's good soil. And you're growing. Your family's growing. You're prospering in that. So we've got to look at the culture of our church. And you've got to catch this again, because here's, what we've got to, here's what's got to happen. We don't want to focus on the scoreboard. That's not our, our goal every week. It's not the scoreboard. How much are we winning by? What are we accomplishing? Our focus is on creating a healthy culture. Why? Because healthy things grow. Healthy things will grow. So it's so vital we create a culture or seed or soil for the seed to grow in. And here's what the culture looks like. Come on, it begins with vision. Healthy culture has to have vision. We've got to know what we're doing. Okay, then we've got to get rid of all the politics. There's a lot of politics and stuff in church. Come on, we're getting rid of all of those things and we're building cohesive teams. 
Come on, we're not just building teams. We're on teams that are sticking together, that are loving each other, that are serving each other. And then what else? We've got to have clear and consistent communication. And so that's what we're trying to create with our teams. Our lead team are trying to create that into your lives and into your families because it works not only in this house, it works in your house too. If you've got a vision in the house for your team, you get rid of the politics and you say we're in this as a team and you have clear and constant communication, any marriage will thrive in that. Any family will thrive in that. Any business will thrive in that. Come on, it works, it works, it works. When everyone says the same thing. Let me say it another way. You ready? You can't build culture. You have to be culture. And so we want to be the culture that this church needs. It has to get inside of you. Look at the example of Daniel. I love Daniel in the Bible. Taken away from his family taught foreign things, but he never defiled himself. And when everyone else bowed, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his buddy stood up. When someone said, hey, if you don't pray, if you do, you're going to be throwing the lines down. He said, listen, I'm going to keep serving God, and I know God's going to help me. And what a man he was. Think about this. Raised in a foreign, ungodly environment, but never compromised his values and influenced a nation. And we can do that today. But read the story of Daniel. It said it pleased Darius to approve 120 satraps to rule throughout the king. Aren't you glad we don't call our ministry team satraps here? What satrap are you on? I'm in the nursery satrap or I'm on the worship satrap or whatever. That that was just a name for rulers. But they took 120 of them with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. So notice this, Daniel was one of three. Okay, one of three administrators. The satraps were made accountable to them, Daniel and the other two administrators, so that the king might not suffer loss. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself amongst the three, the administrators, and the 120 by his exceptional qualities. The King James says his excellent spirit. So the king placed him, what? Over the whole kingdom. Notice this, originally one of three, now he's one of one. He's now over everything, okay? But you've got to see this. It doesn't say that Daniel was distinguishing. It says he distinguished himself. Come on, he distinguished himself. In other words, he worked at it. He worked at a smile. Some of you may say it doesn't come natural for me. Well, you've got to start working on it. Come on now. He began to work at it. He began to grow. He wanted to be better. So what did he do? He took extra classes. He studied longer. He did things on his own. Why? Because he wanted to distinguish himself. He wasn't distinguished. The Bible doesn't say it was a natural gift that came upon him. It says he distinguished himself. Come on, we've got to work harder at being better. We've got to work harder at being bigger in our lives. Some may say, well, I don't have much capacity. Stretch yourself. A rubber band does not fulfill its potential until it's stretched. And so we need to stretch ourselves and be constant. I want you to know I'm constantly growing and learning. Us as lead team, I challenge them every time we meet. They have a book right now that they're reading. They better be anyway. They're reading on leadership. Why? Because we are stretching ourselves and 
growing. I'm reading a book right now called The Third Option. It's dealing with racism and how we think there's only two options, but there's a third option, and the third option is God's way. And so I'm looking at this because we see it all around us. I'm looking to grow. I want to learn about these things. And so you've got to look to learn and work harder. Exceptional qualities are a choice. Excellent spirit is a choice that you have to make. And so what are we called to do? We're called to reflect God. Do you believe that? If people come in this church and see us, they're not seeing God because we're standing in the way. So our goal is everything we do here is we want to reflect God. We want to show God. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, liberty. And we, that's you and I, come on, tap your neighbor and say, that's me and you. And we who with unveiled faces, what? We all reflect the Lord's glory. We are being transformed. How many are glad that God hasn't finished with us yet? We are being transformed. But here's what we've been transformed into. His likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Spirit, pneuma. We talked about that Sunday. Breath, wind. Okay, the Lord is that wind. God is that breath of fresh air that we need in our lives. God is freedom. But we are called to reflect that and to be that to other people. When people step in this church, are we giving them... Come on, are we giving them the breath, the spirit? Are we showing them God? So what does that look like? What does God look like? Have you ever thought what God looks like? Well, look, the Bible tells us, Revelations 4, 6, and 7. In the center around the throne were four living creatures and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. That sounds like my mom. Not the creature part, but the eyes in the front and the back. You know what I'm talking about? Anyone know that from your mom? Eyes in front and back, see everything. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. These are beings that are in heaven. But Ezekiel presents this in a paralleled passage. Listen to what Ezekiel says. Ezekiel 1 verse 10. It says, their faces looked like this. Each of them had, had a face of a human being. On the right side, the face of a lion. On the left, the face of an ox. And each had the face of an eagle. This was, verse 28, this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. In other words, Ezekiel said, this is the appearance of God. This is a representation of who God is. An eagle, a lion, an ox, and a man. And we are called to reflect God. And from the four faces that we see, the appearance of God, I believe we also see what we need to be in our lives. And incidentally, there's four Gospels in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I want to show you some parallels from this. Let's go on a a class just quickly. We're going to go deep. I know this is team night, but let's just go deep a little bit. The first one, we're going to talk about the face of a lion. The face of a lion is what we would see God's description in the Gospel of John. Because every one of the Gospels present Jesus in a different way. The Gospel of John presents Christ as bold, anointed, and mighty. Just like that lion. Okay? The almighty, the all-powerful Son of God. In fact, John does not begin with the genealogy of Christ, but John begins like this. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, 
and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. So we see from the beginning, he's not showing the humanity of Christ, but he's showing the awesomeness of God. So John is showing forth the lion. So how can we reflect the lion? How can we reflect what John says? Here it is, by loving God. By loving God. How do we get close to God? How do we know God? We've got to get there. Acts 4.13 says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John, they realized they were unschooled, ordinary men. The Greek word is idiotus. I wonder what word we get from that in the English. They said, these are a bunch of idiots. Do you ever feel like that? I know I do. You're just a bunch of idiots. But they were astonished and they took note. And what did they say? But these men had been with Jesus. They may have been idiots, but they astounded people. And here's the reason. Here's the conclusion. They had a relationship with Jesus. They had been with Jesus. So look at this quickly. Here's three ways that we can love God and show the world His love. Come on, we've got to first develop a closeness with God. The goal of reading your Bible isn't to read the Bible, but to get close to God. The goal of praise and worship isn't just to sing a song, it's to have an intimate relationship with God. The goal of prayer is to invite God into circumstances and situations that you have out of control. The goal of these things is to bring you into a deeper relationship with God. I want to develop a closer relationship with God because if I will, then I'll show the love of God to other people. And I'm called to reflect the love of God. And I can't reflect the love of God if I don't have His image in me. Because to reflect something, you've got to be close enough to it for it to be reflected. I said, Amen. You've got to be close enough to reflect it. And it's the same in our lives. The second thing we've got to do is we've got to develop your character. If you're going to show the love of God, it comes from godly character. You know, you've got to take every precaution to stay pure. You don't be unaware of the devil's schemes because he wants to take you out. One of my favorite definitions of character is this, what you are in the dark when no one's looking. And you've got to be working on that. And you've got to be asking God to help you. Because talent will only take you so far. I say it this way. Talent may open the door. But it's your integrity and character that will take you where you really need to go. Talent may open the door. But come on, everyone's looking for integrity and character to follow. And it's not just starting well, but it's finishing well. So if we're going to show the love of God, we've got to have closeness, character. And here's the last one. You've got to develop your calling. Just like Daniel, he distinguished himself. You've got to grow. You've got to work on your calling. And if you don't know that purpose, come to Grow Track and we'll help you with that. The second image we see is the face of a man. This is what we see in the Gospel of Luke. In Luke we see, because Luke shows or tries his best to show Jesus as a man. In Luke, it's the most parables, the earthly stories with heavenly meanings. It's the communication that we see from people. We see in the genealogy that Luke begins with Adam and goes all the way through for Christ. He shows how Jesus is in all of us and we can relate to him. So how do we reflect the image or the face of man in God? Here's what we've got to do. We've got to love people. We've got to love people. Jesus was relatable. Everywhere he went, crowds flocked. 
They wanted to be around him. Listen, you can fool adults, but you can't fool kids. And kids wanted to be in his presence. The disciples thought, man, just leave them alone. You bother them. Jesus said, no, I want them to come. He was so relatable. One thing I've discovered is this. Are you ready? A lot of people love the crowds, but they don't love the people. And that's not the culture we're creating here. We're not just trying to get big and bad. We want to love people because everyone matters here. We're creating an all-inclusive gospel, an environment here where everyone is welcome. So we've got to love people. I love this. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 8. We loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Think about that. We, we love you so much. We're not just giving the gospel. We're giving ourselves to you. We're serving you. We're, we're taking time out because we love people. Come on, we love people in this church. I said we love people. People's our business. Come on, McDonald's sells hamburgers. People is our business. If we don't have people, we're out of business. So people is our business. So it's not just the gospel. You look at people around you on a Sunday. You, you don't just get the gospel. You get me too. I'm now part of your family. Come on, remember this though. We're not the destination, but we must take people on a spiritual journey to find God. Come on, we're not the destination, but we're on this journey together. And we've got to make sure that we're moving people down the scale so they can find God. So how do we do this? Three ways. We see people as they could be. So good right there. Not what they are, but we've got to start seeing through faith. I know that's not what you did. Come on, we can say to people, I know that's not what you, I know that's what you did, rather. I know you did that. I know you said that. But that's not who you are. You know what I'm saying? We've got to start seeing this. We've got to start speaking life. There's so much death out there, but we've got to start seeing and speaking to that. Seeing people as they could be. Come on. And then we've got to do this. We've got to say what we see. A lot of people are good at seeing stuff, but they don't say it enough. You're doing a great job. Don't just see it. Tell people. Come on, burn the, th- the free fuels. There are three free fuels that you can burn. And there's this encouragement. Help me, Pete. What was it? Encouragement. Recognition. We did it today. Encouragement, recognition, and we'll come back to it anyway. But that's the free... It's not memory for one, anyway. But hey, if if, if someone comes across your heart, and text them. Say it. Say it to them. You know? Say to someone, you know what I see in you? Challenge them. Because listen to the statement, people tend to become what the people they respect say they will become. People will become, if they respect you and you say that they're going to be different, they're often going to become that because they want to become who they respect in their lives. So we've got to speak words of affirmation. Yes. Appreciation. There it is. Right. Appreciation, encouragement, and recognition. There it is right there. Then the third one is this. You've got to start a process to develop them. Start investing in other people. Here's a question I asked my lead team quite a lot, and that was this. How old were you when someone saw the talent and the giftings inside of you? I was a young boy. So my challenge is this. Who are you speaking to at that same age? 
So if you were 12 years of age when someone said there's something special, you need to be finding some of these young men and women on church on Sunday and speaking into their lives and investing into their lives because you wouldn't be here today if someone hadn't have recognized that in you. So you've got to start the process because what are we doing? We're building disciples, followers of God. Come on, that's what we're doing in this house. Is that cool? I've got like six minutes. Come on. Number three, the face of the eagle. We see this in the Gospel of Matthew. In the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew's actually an accountant. He, he works things out. He's a detailed person. So actually in the Gospel of Matthew, there is more references to the Old Testament than any of the other Gospels. And he talks about respect and he talks about excellence more than anything else. So when you see this, the face of an eagle, we think of the majestic eagle, the, the, the symbol of this nation, the greatness and the magnitude. We think of all those things. And what we want to reflect, therefore, is this. Come on, the pursuit of excellence. In our lives, we need to be pursuing excellence. Because what is excellence? Excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. Come on, excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Come on, you're very seldom around here, and you shouldn't at all see handwritten signs around here anywhere. Why? Because we just don't do that. We print out stuff, and well, what's the point? Because we're showing excellence in everything we do. We try the best that we can in everything, because we want to create the wow factor. We want people to come in and go, wow. These people are serious about God. Even before they hear a message preached, we want them to feel, wow, these people are serious. We just spent a lot of money in the bathrooms. You know why we spent money in the bathrooms? Because anywhere I go, if the bathroom ain't right, I don't like going back there. You know what I'm talking about? And let's just be honest. Our bathrooms were very clean, but they were pretty dingy and nasty. Come on, that pink color in the ladies' restroom was like disgusting. It's like Pepto-Bismol pink. And guys, I hope you don't know what I was talking about because you shouldn't have been in there anyway. But we've made an investment to our restrooms. Man, you go in there now. When you first went into the new restrooms, what did you do? Wow, this is really nice. The wow factor. We want to create the wow factor. Just wait till you see the front area and everything we're going to be doing. We're creating a wow factor. But here's what we believe here. We believe in excellence, not extravagance. And there's a big difference with that. Marriott, the guy who made Marriott, he said this is something that he learned. And I mean, he's a proven brand all over this world. And I think there's things we can learn from him. So look at the three things that we can learn and pursue in excellence. He said he realizes that people expect these three things. This is what people want. This is what we've got to give our customers. This is what we've got to give the people who are coming into our church. Number one, they want the product to be defect free. In other words, they want quality. They want it nice. Second thing they want, they want the product in a timely fashion. They want it timely. We try to respect people's time. We, try, we always start on time. We try and end on time, but we allow the spirit to move if he wants to move. You know what I'm talking about? But we try to respect people's time. The third thing is this. They want the people who deliver the product to be nice. So what is that caring? So we're looking for quality, timely, and caring. Come on, that's how we can pursue excellence. And remember, what we're talking about is creating a healthy culture, reflecting Christ. Vision is where we're going, but how are we going to do that? That's the culture. And we want to be representing God. We want to be good soil in here. Okay, so number four, the face of an ox. We see this in the Gospel of Mark. 
What do we know about an ox? An ox will die on an altar or plow a field. Come on, an ox is a servant. Most miracles we see recorded in Mark, the most of people being helped and cared for, we see in Mark. So how do we reflect that image of Christ? Here's what we do. We choose joy. We've got to make a choice of joy every day in our life. Don't wait for joy. Don't wait till you feel joy. Choose joy. Come on, that was a bad amen right there. Uh, choose joy. You know one of the greatest church growth strategies in the world comes from God's Word, and it's Psalms 100 verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Worship the Lord. One translation says, serve the Lord with gladness. Man, that means I've got to have a smile on my face, but more than a smile on my face, I've got to have joy in my heart. Because joy is an inner fortitude that no matter what happens around, there's a strength that comes from me. Come on, Isaiah 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. It goes on to say to proclaim the goodness, to bind up the brokenhearted, to dispose on them beauty instead of ashes, to rebuild other people. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to do that. So how can I do that? How can I reflect God? Here it is. I've got to be joyful. I've got to be full of joy. I've got to choose that. Come on. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It doesn't say I'm going to feel like being glad. It doesn't say like I'm going to feel like being happy. I don't feel like getting up at five o'clock on a Sunday morning when my alarm clock goes off and I pray for you before church. Come on. Come on, I sometimes think, man, I should just stay in bed because, man, I'm just wasting my prayers on some of them, it feels like anyway. I'm just being honest. But I choose the joy of the Lord in my life. I choose that. Come on, you got to take control of every room that you enter. My God, you need to step in a room and a presence comes in there with you. Come on, you are a carrier of joy. And joy is contagious. People are going to say, what is it about you, man? There's something different about you. Come on, how else? You've got to be positive. So much negative out there. Come on, I said so much negative. And two negatives don't make a positive, by the way. Our two negatives just make an ultra-depressed team right there. We've got to be positive. Don't be. Listen, you are the solution to the problem. Come on, don't be the problem. Be the solution. Bring the solution. Last one, be encouraging. Come on, encourage. Give courage. Put courage in people who come around you. One last thing and then I'll just close. Look at this. People don't remember our words, but they remember how we made them feel. Huh? What, what did he say? I can't remember. But man, there was so, just, wow, I just felt something. Being around them. You know, that's what got me here, Billy said. How many would say that the love that you feel in here goes further than any message you hear from the pulpit? And it's that love that keeps you coming back more than the preaching and the singing. Thank God for those things and the kids and everything. But it's the love. It's what you feel. Well, what is that? That's the culture. That's the culture. And we need every one of you to help us create that feeling. That soil, the seed is going out every, but we need the soil. Yeah. 
Because it's the soil that brings out the harvest. So how do we create a healthy culture? By reflecting God. By loving God, loving people. What was the other ones? Pursuing excellence and what? Choosing joy. That's the culture we're creating here. That's what we want on our dream teams. We don't want perfect people, but we want people who are reflecting Christ. And doing everything they can day and day that God is transforming us all. We're all in the changing business or being changed. But if we get healthy, guess what happens to our church? What's his name? Dave or whoever he is, the guy from Chick-fil-A. They had a meeting years ago because all these competitors were coming out with all these things. And they said, look, we're losing the market. What do we do? What do we do? And for days they had all the discussion and he sat at the end of the table and said nothing. And then finally he said, this is what we're going to do. He said, we're going to do the best that we can can with what we have. And he said, when we're the best that we can be, he said, people will want our product. What's the best probably fast food today still? Chick-fil-A. You may not like it, but it's the best service still. Why is that? Because he said they can have whatever they want. But if we do the best with what we have, people are going to come for what we have. And so we want to do that and create that. And because we need people to know God. Amen. Come on, just join hands with someone around you. We're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for the opportunity that we have just to be here tonight and serving you. And God, I pray the challenge right now in each and every one of our lives. I pray that you would help us to be a culture builder. Because God, how do we build culture? Pastor just told us, we don't really build it, we be it. We bring it, we are it. We choose joy. We can have the worst weeks, but we're choosing when we're stepping in here to leave our problems at the door because we're coming. In fact, we're not going to leave our problems at the door, we're going to leave them at the foot of the cross. Because God, you say that as we give, God, we're going to receive good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And God, I just pray for each and every one of these people. God, if there's someone whose heart's away from you tonight, I pray, God, right now they would say, Jesus, come in my heart again. Change my heart because I want to serve you. I want to be healthy. I want to be whole. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let me just talk about two things just really quickly. I know I've kept you a long time, and then we're going to dismiss you. If you can put up the rooms on there, that would be great, so you can begin to see where you're going to go. Um, Let me just discuss a couple of things just quickly. I meant to say these at the beginning, and I forgot. I got too excited. The Dream Team Room. On a Sunday, for anyone who is serving on one of our Dream Teams, Kelly and I just really want to say a thank you to every one of you. And we thought, how can we make a special thanks to you? And what we've created is, we've created a Dream Team Lounge. Now, it's not unique to us. We pretty much stole the idea from someone else. But it works, and we loved it, but we wanted to bring it here. Okay? There's an investment in what we do. Okay? We try to get nice foods and nice drinks. Just We try to have a blessing, a place where you can come because we realize that some of you have to get up and miss breakfast. Some of you are working both services in between. I know in between services, I'm always grabbing a snack and, and just something because I need something in between services. So we've created a, a, room, a room for you on Sunday. Now, what we need you to do is this. The room is for when you serve only. So if you're on a dream team and you're serving on the third Sunday, that means you go to that dream team lounge on the third Sunday when you're serving. 
You don't just say, well, I'm on the dream team so I can go back there wherever I want. If you're serving every Sunday, then you're more than welcome to. And it's not just for you, it's for your family too because we want to thank you as a family. So if you see all our lead team and their families back there every week, that's because we're serving every week. We're serving you every week. And I just want you to know that, that we are giving out every week. But please, what we need you to do is when you come in, there's a table in front of you. We need you to sign in and get a tag. You need to put on that tag the team that you are serving on. What we're going to start doing is if people are in the room with no tags, we're going to boot you out. We're going to get you out, okay? Because we just, we've had people going in there and helping themselves and filling bags and just all this kind of stuff. And we're trying to make it a special place for each and every one of you. So help us just to police that. And if you see people around, and even if you're kids, I know for some of you it's tough, but if you're not serving that day on the way to church, you need to tell your kids you need to stay out of that room today because we're not serving today. And because we need to make that special. And again, it's just a thanks from us, Kelly and I, just for everything that you do. And, 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 so, and thank you for everyone who helps and comes here early and, and helps set that up. We really appreciate that. So anyone got any questions about the Dream Team Lounge? And so we want you to access that. The second thing that we want to draw your attention to is planning center. What we do is everyone who's on a dream team at our church should be on planning center. Planning center is, again, it's another free app that you can get on your phone. Planning center is what we use to manage all of our ministries and our volunteers here at the church. You can imagine how many people we have now on teams and doing things. We need you on planning center. If you do not receive your, anything on planning center or you haven't signed up, I need you before you leave to come and start, put your name here clearly and your email address because we need you to be on there. But we don't just need you on there. When you are requested, it's a great way because we will text you or email you. How many get the, the notifications through planning center? How many are thankful for those? Because we can forget. Kelly will tell you, Kelly manages Planning Center. Who replies first every Sunday and every week for Planning Center? I do, okay? I reply every time. She tells me, you're preaching this Sunday, and I send back, yes, ma'am. So she's the one that tells me, okay? The reason why I do it is I know I'm preaching. I know I'm ready to go, but I'm, I'm making an example for everyone else because we do that together. It helps us because when we're looking at the service, we can see who we are lacking and who has not been involved. So we need that. So secondly is we need you to respond. We need you to confirm, to say yes. And if you cannot confirm, here's what we need you to do. You press cannot confirm, and then we need you to contact your team leader, okay? A lot of people contact Kelly. Kelly is in charge of scheduling everyone. She's not in charge of facilitating those needs. So if you're in eKids and you can't make it, you say, I can't make it, but then you need to contact Rich and let him know, I will not be able to make it. And you will have the contact information of the lead people in your ministry team, okay? So make sure you contact them, Kelly. She's in charge of sending the reminders of the schedules. That's right. She gets them all together and then sends them out. So anything I missed on Plan and Center? Did I say everything you told me to say? So please make sure and say that. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're getting ready to dismiss you. If you have...